the Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 2. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Swoosh Life Podcast, episode 29? 29? of overall and episode 14 season two my 29 reference is directly from schmidt from this new girl 29 but i got it right this time guys it's not 30 and don't know where that came from last week but we're back we're back at it another week gone by big weekend happened some golf um yeah, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah, our guys got close. I picked champ. I was looking good Friday and Saturday. And then Finau on Sunday, you guys started texting. How, how did you guys, do you guys watch the whole thing? Uh, I got like his last three holes. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched a little bit of it. Not too much of it. It's funny, it was... though, because they were like the other guy, um, Wu, Brandon Wu, shot the course record 63. And then... And I was like, yeah, I can do that too. <laughs> Course record is 63. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when we get to the to the Wells, Wells Fargo this week. When we Wells get to Fargo. It'll be interesting because yep. Pino's in the field. Yep. Pino's in the field. Rory is defending champion. Is a little pre-teaser to Keith's picks later on this episode. As always, Keith will give us our pick for the week. We'll put some money on it, possibly see who gets closest. But um, big week. Big weekends. I played some golf. Do you guys any play any golf? Do you play any golf this weekend? I got another 50 degree windy, muddy around in with my brother, but um short game is trending in the right direction. Now when I make mistakes, it's skating across the green back and forth. So I had three blow up holes there, but at least they're not chunks. At least at least there's a chance it could hit a flag stick of some kind. So it's not bad, but it's getting better. So, yeah, I did get out. I did enjoy it. And I noticed I've played in the Victory Tour 2 all three rounds this year. And the shoe's just really darn good, guys. And I don't know if it's going to become one of those things where I played in the 270 the majority of the year, and now I'm just going to play in the Victory Tour 2. So, come on, PJ Championship. Give me a good colorway. How'd your grounds go, guys? You like that cleat. That's why. Those cleats in the bottom. You guys have brainwashed me. You've brainwashed me into the cleated community. I need to be part of the cleated community from now on. I uh, I ended up playing Friday at a real nice course that I usually hit up a couple times. It's in uh, Western Massachusetts called The Ranch in Southwood, Mass. And it's just beautiful. You guys check out my story. I always, awesome. I always post a story from there, almost in the same exact spot because it's just amazing view. And, you know, they're mowing already. The greens were coming back from being aerated, you know, three weeks ago. And it was just, it was a great time. I was playing well, but I was so amped up for the weekend because it was a bachelor party weekend out in Boston. So I was good for 12, 13 holes. And then after that, I was playing with, no offense to the lefties out there in the world, but I was paired up. It was just to me single because I just got a hot deal real quick, but I was paired up with three lefties. And I'm just like, Okay, I think I had enough of the three lefties. I'm like, I've never seen that before. That is a weird thing to stumble across. Was yeah. it making you dizzy, or did you start to question how much you ingested uh, on the way in? How much I ingested on the way in? Holy crap! <laughs> and they were the the three. There were three buddies, of course, and they're like, "Oh yeah, our fourth guy that was supposed to show up 
Oh, he's a lefty too. Could you imagine like four lefties in one group? And I'm just like, I can't, my brain. But we like we moved in good pace and everything like that. It's just like I think I was just ready for the weekend because like I was playing well, like really well. And I was just so being the only righty, you felt a little left out. <laughs> That's a shine down song too. So yes, I was I felt left out. <sighs> Sorry, I had to get the dad joke in. I hope you all enjoyed it. That's oh, a good. Man. one. I got to practice those soon. Uh, Sunday round. Sunday was fun. Uh, breakfast scramble out at a, at a club. So um, they kind of mix up everybody, um, do an A, B, C, and D player. Apparently, I was the B player, which is wild to me that I would be a B as a 10. Uh, but I guess that's what it was. And so... And then I saw the C and the D players and I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> but well, then I, I didn't realize that I was the B because the A was off. Like he was not. And it's also like, he's new to the club as well. So he doesn't know like the little nuances and anything like that. He can just hit it pretty well. And, and I could see why he could be an A, but yeah, I made two of my own birdies and we shot three under. So put the team wow, on this group. Carrying it. Never what you want in a scramble is only three under. Winning score was 12 under or 13, but. Well, USGA, two things. USGA says that the average handicap in the U.S. now is like a 15. So I guess that would put you like in the B, the A, right? The category there. It's true. Yeah. So I just don't know how these other people just shot 13 under. Like, that's just nuts to me, but. Um, I was talking to one of my buddies there and he said that they went like one under on the front, which we went two under on the front. So that's pretty good. And then they went eight under on the back. And I was like, what? Like, how? like I just, sometimes Do I just get... don't understand scrambles, you know, like it's just crazy how people can put it. I've never been on a, like a high scoring scramble team. So I don't know. You know. Were they giving strokes based on like, did they have three D players and an A player, but they were getting multiple no, strokes? It, I don't believe so. I think it was just straight up um, kind of thing. Cause we didn't get a stroke anywhere. So um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fun. It's fun to meet new people, get out there, fun to play in a tournament there. Um, it's pretty cool to see how they like put it all together. I am going to be jealous to miss my like member guests. That is going to be like hard. I think I'm missing the member member because of a wedding and uh, in the spring, I think I can play in the fall one. Um, and then I think I'm missing club championship, but club championships, not like a big thing there. So uh, next year I plan on like playing in that and hopefully so. Um yeah, it's not a bad score. I, I'll tell you a story about the most honest outing I've ever been in is it was at Cotton Hill for the CDGA and we're doing this, the scramble. And we had a tour player that played like with Zach Johnson. He played like on the Nike tour back when it was like the Hooters tour or whatever. And I'm telling you, we only had two under and they're doing the prizes and they go the second place team from Aaron Hills with one under. And we looked at each other like, wow, this is the most honest outing ever. We won it two under. Uh, and I contributed a chip in, which is crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I can see how they could be tough. Like, I mean, we definitely we made like one bogey. It's like when you just can't hit the green, like with four shots, it's pretty, it's pretty hard, you know. So yeah. Was uh, it cold and windy? Was it a rough day? No, it warmed up nicely. It was nice. It's just 
if your A and your B player aren't that great, <laughs> you know, like it's it's hard to to get it. But I, I like it was it was fun to who we played with and and make, meet some new people. I think that the club is going to be really fun this year. I'm I'm excited. I'm already playing Saturday. We we signed up with the new system, so we're playing Saturday, getting ready to go and. Golf league starts tomorrow, boys, for me, if the rain holds off. And this is, this is a big development. This is the last dance of uh, this golf league, I should say. So I'm quite excited. Um, it's kind of funny because my, my previous partner before my partner now um, is actually not going to be in the league this year because his wife told them one or the other. <laughs> and so – uh, so he's not in so I like which I'll get like this is my last summer of that you know and um and so I can kind of understand but the league's kind of been not dying but it's been just fading slowly we're down to we used to be at like 20 teams and now we're down to like eight so it's tough you know like it's just it's, it's like a fun league to be a part of but I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what next Thursday will look like as my other league though from uh the club looks like you know so but no i driver worked great like that again that thing dialed in i hit some bombs it was awesome um so it's easy when you already have one out there you can just rip you know so so that was good like i said made a couple pots made a couple of my own birdies but good time so busy week here though for me i mean we got I don't know of any, any MCU fans out there, but Doctor Strange comes out Friday, and I am pumped. So technically Thursday night, but I'm going to see that six o'clock. Going to see Eli Young Band Thursday. I'm all over the place, boys. This is a crazy weekend, and Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers right. or soon to be mothers on Sunday. It's uh, it's funny because we have a tea time for Friday afternoon. And I'm like, okay, but if the weather hold, like if the weather is not looking good now, it's switching already. So I already told you guys about my flaky partners on a Friday afternoons. We might go see Dr. Strange. So I'm kind of pumped if, if we yeah. miss it, then we go see Dr. Strange, but I don't know, Keith, are you a big MCU guy? I'm not. <laughs> we will geek out over it, Matt. We'll do our own. We should do our own MCU of like what Nike athletes would be, which mcu characters which i think would be a fun topic to discuss so, you know what sean I'm, foley sean foley is definitely dr strange he's definitely <laughs> yeah, he's super dr strange. steven strange right there that's totally <laughs> just kidding coach you know what i am big at and i can't wait for her to come out is the final installment of jurassic world oh I'm okay huge, what huge no. i'm a huge jurassic park guy huge love original second one after that, it faded a little bit, but I always get amped up to always be let down. I'm waiting for another <laughs> letdown on this third and final one. Well, this is the one where they bring back everybody, at least. You yeah, know? I so, can't wait to see the three originals. Yeah, yeah. People. So that's a good way to tie it all back in for the last one. So that I didn't and- even realize that they were playing like a. Was this a planned second trilogy, or did that that fourth one go so well that they were like, okay? I think it was like a planned second trilogy yeah. in a sense, and then tie it back together. So. That and then we can look forward to uh, Top Gun looks too looks really good as well. So, um, you know, those are our summer movies coming out when the golf course is packed or it's rainy. Just go take on a movie. Well, I mean, 
That takes me back. I mean, when you're single, you could play a round of golf and go to the movies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, big week, though, in the Nike world. We are a Nike podcast and we're a Nike golf podcast, or so to be, claimed to be. Um, but, uh, you know, 50 years of Nike this past week. And um, it's been pretty cool to see uh, everything that they're doing moving forward. I know we have our gripes with them, but that's just because we care so much. And I think, you know, it just goes to show, like, I almost started reading Shoe Dog over again this year, this week, because I think it's just such a, a strong, you know, book. And it's it really tells the history of how they got it all going and, um, you know, how Blue Ribbon was not going to be anymore. And so they pivoted into Nike and... 1972 we're here now so 72 does not seem i mean that long ago which is i mean i was born in 87 so i guess it seems long ago but it's it's still about shoe dog because i'm getting on a plane tomorrow morning and i'm bringing shoe dog with me for the week i can bang it out and and read the whole thing again i really when you bring that up it's such a good book and i think it, it really does it's crazy how much that they, they worked to get this off the ground, you know, and, and now you see, you know, athletes like a Tony fee now being just a small part of it, but like thankful for it and, and whatnot. And um, Serena just got her building um, named after her and, and done. And that opened up recently. Looks like Nike headquarters is sort of back in action. It seems like we've seen this week. Um, from people that we know there so that's been cool to see kind of see it kind of back to the office sort of so to say um but yeah 50 years of nike is pretty cool and that but fortunately some sad news is uh is peter moore passing away and and kind of the the logo maker of of the air jordan logo um both the jump man i think and the jordan logo i know he did the adidas logo as well and and a couple other things so um pretty yeah. we, we pass our condolences on to the Moore family and, and whatnot and, and Matt, i know you had something um yeah i'm i'm here. among the many social networks uh linkedin is one of the social networks that i'm on and scott reams uh, S, uh r-e-a-m-e-s had a really nice post he's listed as a nike historian emeritus so to honor the memory of peter moore who passed away on friday april 29th the air jordan later referred to as the Air Jordan 1, but in the beginning, it stood alone. Peter Moore, Nike's first global creative director, was a pivotal player in the launch of what has become an international phenomenon. He designed the shoe, the original Wings logo, and the Jumpman logo that is now synonymous with basketball excellence. He was also the driving force behind the dozens and dozens of Nike personality posters, Iceman, Supreme Court, etc., These were so wildly popular in the late 1970s, early 1980s, that professional athletes negotiated in their Nike contracts to have their own poster. His name may not be as recognizable as others in Nike history, but his impact cannot be overstated. If there was a list of the 50 most influential Nike employees over the first 50 years, Peter would be on it. Rest in peace, Peter. That's from Scott Rames. Really well written. As you would expect from a PR guy. And a Nike historian emeritus, which is awesome. So uh would love that job, Nike historian. Whew, that would be sick. But yeah, Peter, um, I think that Air Jordan 1 is is so classic. It, it's sort of 
it even looks like it has influenced the dunk. It's looked like influenced Air Force One, like all of that stuff, or or vice versa. And so it's it's really really pivotal to what Nike did. And I mean, Jumpman logo is synonymous now. We've got you know Harold Varner the third wearing it on a golf course. We've got others uh, wearing it. Who did I see was wearing the glove now? Oh, is it Bubba? I think Bubba's wearing the Jumpman glove as well. That would be able to retail, I'm guessing. No, I would love that to come to retail. They would sell out in a heartbeat. I would wear that too. I would wear a glove. (laughs) He's got his first pair of, they they came in, the ADG4 came in this week. He's got his first pair of Jordan golf shoes. I got mine Mm -hmm. in. Pink and blues are safe. We're back. The next percents. I'm sitting right here. For me, and you can see, guys, you can see behind me. There's a there's a blue and white pair sitting right there already in the Jordan line, in my uh, in my boxes, in my shoe closet area, my my golf closet area. So, um, carries around the next percent with them all day long, brings it to the yeah, office. I won't let them out of my sight. They're too. Pops them up when they're in the car. I did have to go up a size, but um, I'm okay with it. Since they actually fit quite nice. <laughs> like oh, and these aren't wide, right? These are the normals. So you went up just, two sizes. I went two. Well, I don't know. My size is now 14, but um, yeah, so now these are 15. Though I have to say, I bought something the other day that wasn't a golf shoe, and they should be here tomorrow. Um, that I'm very excited about. I've wanted them for a while and I'm intrigued to kind of see how they fit and yeah, I'm just, I'm just unsure about it, but I went back to my normal size on this because I got the Nike go fly ease, the step in like step on snap shoes. Um, Which like, are they fly ease nineties or are they just the straight up fly ease? No, the straight up fly ease. um, Of course, says not available because i think they sold out already um well i hope you don't get a canceled email (laughs) it says it was shipped i think so oh that's good now i don't know it does say it was shipped track shipment let's see if it's been sent out a waiting carrier pickup oh boy i'm screwed guys (laughs) these aren't coming thoughts Uh, and prayers thoughts and prayers for gumby's shoe hey and and we missed also nike's 50th anniversary peter moon passed away but also a birthday this weekend do you know whose birthday happened this past week it colored your boy color me stumped right now phil knight's no, no, we put it, we put it in the stories. Oh, Name your God. favorite Tinker Hatfield design as Tinkers. well. So shout out to Nick Spears and T Sloan who agree with me that the Jordan Eleven uh, Complex listed that as his second best design. And of uh, Gumby Complex uh, or Nice Kicks, I believe it was Nice Kicks. I apologize. They listed the Air Max One as his best design. So Keith, not sure if you're not you're not that deep into the the Tinker game or the Tinker. I'm not. I know. But yeah, I mean, obviously we talk, we should maybe do, do we need to do a Tinker episode? But we've talked about it. You know, the nineties are here. Uh, his son helped, dev- you know, develop the TWs that we're all climbing ring for, for retros. Uh, and then other news that happened, Tiger Jam happened this weekend, of course. <clears throat> Tiger I've Jam. To, I've been to Tiger Jam. But uh, that just, might be the coolest like event that they do. I think it's just so fun. It looks so much fun. 
it's unfortunate too that they don't really like help him pump it up because the amount of stuff that they do for kids um getting into stem and all that stuff it's really noble and good work and i just i don't get it and you know we're a couple weeks removed from the masters and couple range sessions made it out onto instagram onto the stories and yeah they've had a couple weeks to get him into something and he's still in those those things is it a different one isn't a different foot joy right just i i I really hope this is just a negotiation tactic is there some kind of extension coming up or something i don't know i don't think it's going anywhere i don't i don't know i don't know if he just likes it and that's what he's just training in he's just gonna finish out the season in it like instead of switching back and forth just gonna finish out the season i don't know it's a different fj it was it was yeah it was a like a wing tip i have a hard time looking at his feet now so he he also had the the masters one in another session yeah yeah he had he had both but one was like a the more of like a wing tip fancier one I don't know. We're going to have to start Tiger Watch. We're going well, to this podcast. We're all down in the dumps now. No, no, wait. I'm going to bring it back because we got Nike trivia coming up and out right. of the 50th anniversary, and then we're going to cut the break. So I'm, I'm ready to do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I wonder if it's a negotiation tactic or what, because again, my love of the victory tour too. I feel like maybe that, like, does maybe React is too soft or too cushiony? Or maybe he wants something a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I just wanted, yeah, he loves his joy rides. Just put, put put the joy ride into a fucking shoe for him. Excuse my language, guys. Well, hey, hey, that goes back to my rant about how they make stuff and it disappears, right? Joy ride is awesome. I love my joy rides. I'm, I've got them worn out. And can I go order some more joy rides right now? No. Nope. Well, that's free the golf f- shoes. Can we order any free golf shoes right now? No. Nope. <laughs> the fly ease is the the go fly ease is the shoe that you don't that doesn't have laces and you don't need to tie like or anything. So you literally just step into it and it's like it snaps onto your foot. So that's why I think the thirteen is actually perfect because it should be tighter. Um, but those were gone for a long time and now they're back. And so I grabbed them and. You know me in white shoes, so I make sure I grab the, the all white version, and uh, we'll see if they get shipped. But yeah, I think um, Tiger Jam in itself is, is a big thing. There's also something else out there in the Tiger Jam photos that I saw that would be interesting to talk about. Uh, but I don't think we're going to bring it up on this podcast. It's not our business to bring up, um, so we won't talk about that. But cool to see him out there. Cool to see him hitting balls. Um, the only other thing that I'd like to talk about quickly before we go into Nike trivia is the, he scouted Southern Hills in Tulsa and then, uh, golf facts, whatever on Twitter. And I know every golf podcast in America is talking about this, but, um, you know, commented saying must be nice and, and it's embarrassing treatment or anything like that. Come to find out that we've had our suspicions that that is um, from the Reed camp, but like a burner, a burner account from the from the Patrick Reed camp, and it was they some sluice did some digging. And it's actually from just the it's, the account is linked to Justine Reed's father, um, so that is quite interesting. 
um, and does the facts do line up? And so I, I would assume that Patrick Reed could go to Tulsa any fucking day and walk the course with the head pro. No problem. I don't think it's a bias kind of thing. So ridiculously bad take ridiculously bad take. (laughs) It was just, I, I, when I saw it, I was like, this can't be like a real stats facts type of account. Like this has to be a burner account. Like have you you not heard about this golf facts account? I've heard about Justin Reed, Justine Reed having burners. It's been this same account for years now. And it's like, it's like, what is first off? Like what does tiger have to affect with your husband and his shit abuse of the rules? (laughs) Like that's the fact nobody likes you. (laughs) Tiger is cool with Patrick. Like no, he's, like he's actually like cool with Patrick, you know. They're all in, and all in three in the Ryder Cup, they're definitely tight. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where like they, um, you know, they know each other. I think they're they're decent. Patrick put the damn green jacket on him in 2019, like just kind of just weird. Patrick did come to Nike for a while and. Yeah, I just don't know where you get going out of that. But she's gone after that that account, sorry, has gone after like uh Jordan before and like every everything like that. So the is it just a troll farm of Captain America is quite interesting. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's just a troll account, but it, because you know, I've defended Patrick Reed actually. Like remember I said Sergio Garcia is the worst masters champ in recent history. I, I really like Patrick Lee Reed. I like the Ryder Cup thing. My brother met Patrick Reed when he signed the Nike contract. My brother actually met him before he won the Masters. So, and my brother said he's a great guy. And everybody that's like run into him, like off, off the course, great dude. So I, I don't know. I think this burner account probably is somebody maybe related to him, but it's probably not him. But it's yeah. like, geez. No, it's definitely life. not him, yeah. him, but it's it looks like it's around the family. Also, a little tidbit, but... According to Faraday or to a Faraday episode, Patrick Reed is a member at Tiger's course um, down in Texas. Which is what? Why is it escaping me? At what? Pine Valley. No, not Pine Valley. The one in Texas. Um, Blue Jack. Blue Jack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yelling at me right now, listening to this. Uh, Yeah, at Blue Jack. Like Patrick Reed is one of like the main members at Blue Jack National, which is again Tiger's course. So <laughs> Tiger and Patrick cool. Patrick's family was Tiger, not cool apparently. So or related family, I should say. So uh, just a little interesting fact um, in the golf world this week. Again, we'll get to Wells Fargo after the break and break that down. Rory's in the field, just saying. I want to see if Instinct Killer Rory comes out this week. But we've got right now, Trivia is back on the podcast. It's been a while. I think it is 1-1, Keith versus Gumby. And we are bringing it back in today's episode where Matt is going to ask us some Nike history questions he's gonna wish he read shoe dog this week he put it off a little bit but i got i got five and a bonus question just in case but five we shouldn't have a tie or anything like that i'm also not going to do them i do have multiple choice but i'm not going to say a b c d i'm just going to read out the multiple choice answers for you guys so 
Uh, we could do the virtual coin flip, if you will. Uh, or who won the last one? I think Gumby won the last one, I so he has honors. Mm-hmm. I will defer. Ooh, oh, deferring the kick right. till halftime. Okay, all right. I like it. It's actually the, the best play. Anyways, all right. So first up, here we go. All right. So uh, Onitsuka was the Japanese partner with Blue Ribbon Sports when they first started. Like many other sports brands, they had a animal that they used. So Onitsuka, was it a liger, a tiger, a lion, or a sea lion? I'm just going to go wing it. I'm going to say a liger. Go with tiger. Point for Gumby. It is a tiger. Thank you very much. All right. So get a half a point. He knew that from the get. I could see him. You're lucky you deferred because you you would have said it so confidently, Keith would have ran with it. So you're no, that's why I'm a mastermind right now, guys. Question number two. We know that Miss Davidson designed the swoosh. Was her original price that she was paid over or under thirty dollars? I I know the answer. Well, and but the gummy's up, so I believe that it was. I thought it was over, but she got stock options. So she she did she did get a gold certificate and stock options later. She would never disclose really like how much it was. She yeah. says she wasn't a millionaire. Some people estimate that it could be around like six hundred k or whatever it was. Yeah, but I thought it was more, but it was not much more. It was like thirty five instead of or forty instead of like fifty. So I'm gonna go over thirty. That's the question. Okay. He's going over thirty. I'm going He's... over thirty as well. $35 was the correct answer. You both get a point. All right, Gumby's still up one. Uh, as it is well known and well documented that uh, Phil Knight was not a fan of the Nike name at first. He wanted to call it Dimension Blank, six, seven, eight, or nine. Dimension six, Dimension seven, Dimension eight, or Dimension nine. Keith, you are up first. I'm going to go with Dimension nine. This is, I do not remember this, so I'm going to go with Dimension six. Gumby with the lucky guess out of nowhere. It was Dimension Six. Wow, that is. I knew, I knew that. I just couldn't. Rem- I knew that. I just couldn't remember what freaking dimension it was. That's why I decided to like put the numbers like right next to each other because I figured if you heard six, that you would definitely know it right off the bat. So, all right. So here we go. This is a this is a fun one here. Uh, Gumby's gonna go first on this one. Nike's first athlete endorsement. I'm not going to ask you to name the athlete, but I'm going to ask you to name what sport he participated in. Was it tennis, golf, soccer, or track? I'm pretty sure it's track because it was Steve Steve Prefontaine. So the only thing is that I think there was a tennis endorsement. No, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go with track still in Prefontaine. Keith, I'm right with you, Gumby. I'm going track. That was my first instincts as well. But Gumby's up, so you should maybe guess something else. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I think it, uh, uh, I'm going to go tennis then. Keith gets on the board. It is tennis. Ilya Nastasi. I, was the first I knew that. And I over, I see it. But I said that. Yeah. You did. I, on the tape. I, I you tried to tennis. not make a face. I tried to not make a face. Uh, Prefontaine I came know, later. I think that's a half point because you forced him into that you forced him into that we got one question left i'm trying to make it interesting now he has a chance <laughs> to actually like i am and not even say tennis and pick one of the other two and get <laughs> yeah, you should have got 
I got a little nervous there. I also threw soccer in there because another fun fact, the first shoe they actually had was a soccer cleat. Yep. Yep. All right. So, and I knew you, I knew Gumby would know that one. So I, I left that one out. Okay. So here we go. Uh, this is the last official question and I've got one if we need it. So here we go. In 1987, Nike used Revolution for one of its Air Max sneaker ads. The Beatles sued them for $15 million saying that they don't quote pedal sneakers or blank is blank stockings, socks, pantyhose, or sweaters. I should say jumpers in terms of. This is, I think it's me, right? Yeah. Uh, what are the four choices again? I'm sorry. Stockings, socks, pantyhose, or sweater jumpers. <laughs> I'm going to go socks. I'm also going to go socks so I can't lose. <laughs> Look at you playing the game. Um, but you're both wrong. They don't pedal. They don't quote pedal sneakers or pantyhose. Oh my god! I thought that was a fun quote there. Okay, um, that one in there. We can go. Let's go to the bonus. Let's go to the bonus. Let's do the bonus. Yeah, we'll do the bonus. Okay, uh, in the classic Tim Burton film Batman Returns, Michael Keaton wears an Air Jordan for his boot. Was it the Air Jordan five, six, seven, or eight? There's another one. I just put the numbers like right in order. The question is, is it in the middle? Is it in the latter middle, the earlier middle? It's a six. Oh, he looks back at his collection, tries to pick it out. I'll go seven. Jordan seven. It's the six. (laughs) I had to look at the, I was like, I was like, three, four, five. It's not the five. And I have a, I was like, okay. Yeah. I've seen that before. It looks, it, it's, I've seen it too. I, yeah, I, yeah, just trying I, to remember, I, trying to remember it. So, yeah. I love when my friends, they put the Batman suit on their little kids and the kid has the six because that's like such like an Easter egg. Like, like yeah. real folks know that one. Like, real ones know that that's one. So, uh, for the other fun fact, and, you know, why I won trivia today is that my, Fancy football team name is Blue Ribbon Sports. That is my fancy football team name. And I have a custom mini helmet um, with the logo on it that I made myself, which is sick. So, Which is also why I left out any Blue Ribbon Sports questions because I, I, I knew you were on it. So I'm when a we'll, big fan of – I love that as like an alter ego for – Nike, they like when they bring all, all that stuff back and, and whatnot. So, are you a fan um, of the BRS when they put like the little BRS logo? Yeah, that's what the that's what the helmet is is the BRS because it's like a it's like three lines, so it kind of looks like a track, like it's like the, the track lines. It's really cool. So, yeah, which when you do the, like the research on Davidson, the graphic artist that designed the swoosh, Phil really liked the three stripes logo, he really did. And yes, it evolved. Peter Moore would later go on to Adidas and if he would evolve the, the three stripes logo even further. So it's really interesting the, the connection there with the stripes and all that stuff. But when we come back, Keith wants to talk about the spring lineups, and we're going to get into Keith's pick at the Wells Fargo, where our guy Rory is defending champ. Hint, hint, wink, wink, where I'm going. So we will see you soon. And we're back. So, Keith, I felt a little disturbance in the force. May 1st came. Oh, wait, not May the 4th, but 
when we're dropping this and this is when you'll be listening to it so yeah, i'm doing a star out. wars theme for our for our graphics tomorrow guys all right oh you know what i'm gonna derail keith here keith wanted to go in the spring live can i just say that star wars is trash it is the worst <laughs> it is the worst as we're talking mcu we're talking a little bit of everything this they are the kardashians of the galaxy okay if the skywalkers never existed if that bloodline just never existed i think we would have been okay Okay, the, the Jedi's would have taken down Palpatine just fine by themselves. They, they didn't need all that. Okay, yeah, don't even. You want to talk about second trilogies? Woo! Like that's second and third. Trilogy. Oh, the third, the trilogy. That's right. Yeah. The third. Good lord! I mean, all these other new ones. No, I, I Star Wars is fine. I probably won't do anything. I think May the Fourth is is um, is fun and whatnot. I'm more looking forward to Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I just love Mexican food. So, um, but yeah, I we are back though. May 1st, like you said, came and went. Uh, Springline has sort of dropped. I, I don't, Keith, well, talk to me about it. Talk to me what you're seeing out there. I'm always excited with, with, the, with the new line that comes out and to see the new stuff you know, or see it on the shelves that we, you know, we don't see it that much anymore on the shelves, but like when one, one comes like January 1st, we get amped up because it's a new year, a new golf season. And like me and like any Nike, not, you know, including you guys, it's just, we wait for those release dates, the one, one, the three, one, four, one, and five, one. And then we kick it into this, you know, the summer, you know, catalogs and stuff. But with the lack of, apparel coming in, you know, on Nike.com, you know, in, in the factory stores, you know, even in the retail stores, you know, the very few golf stores that we have left, we're just seeing the spring line come in hit or miss missing colors, missing our spring, you know, colors that we saw some of the guys wear at the masters. And then we're starting to see it a little bit more because the last couple of weeks on Nike, we've, they've dumped a lot on there. So, I just wanted to see what you guys thought, what you guys thought of some of the colors, a lot of the design work, just in, from my opinion, have just, just been plain and we're seeing a lot of black and whites and not like our real spring Augusta colors come in yet. So uh, I'm a fan of some things, some of the vapor lines, some of the victory lines and, and you know, some of the player lines, but I just wanted to see what you guys thought. You know, I know we have a new colorway to look at too and judge on the on the Jordan AG ADG four. But um how do you guys feel about the couple, you know, apparel lines with, with vapor and victory and, and player? You know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. So like I understand supply chain issues. It's been going on for every company and for everybody. So I don't necessarily fault them. I like that they had a thought process and a theme on some of this stuff, like the, the giant Argyle, like the giant Argyle, not for me, but I can dig it. I, I can dig what you were trying to do. And it was like a little bit of the pink in the Navy. And then I've been very vocal about, I love Marina. I like the wash teal. I like the tree line. And we're not seeing a lot of that stuff. Like to your point, it's just slowly trickling in and not coming in at all at once. And I just wonder, like apparel is kind of planned out a year to two years ahead. Right. Like, now that companies know that this kind of stuff is happening with supply chain, will we see a contraction, like maybe less variety and just more stuff that they can actually deliver on time? Uh, and Gumby, I know we got to get your thoughts. I, I saw at the PGA store when I was out of town, I stopped at the, the Roswell store, which is like kind of like one of the big stores that they got. Saw the Tiger Topography Polo. It's not on Nike.com yet. It 
I really like it. I love the perforated dry fit when they do that. And it has that kind of marina colorway available, a white and a black. I posted it in the stories. And I asked the fans kind of, hey, what are you guys thinking? So before we get to Gumby, I just want to rattle off. We got a couple quick responses to this one. Uh, T Sloan 23 with a blah. So <laughs> uh, Ryan Mullen came in. He goes, we should drop clothing the week we see it on athletes and in tourney. I, I agree, but I think just it's really hard with supply chain issues. I also think if you have less, and, and I know this is going to sound crazy, if you have less variations, I think it's okay if a guy wears the same polo more than one tournament. So, you know, you see him in the tournament, maybe he makes the cut, maybe he doesn't. And then you actually get to see him maybe perform in that. So Ryan Mullen, also not a fan of the Nike polo pattern that looks like a barbecue tablecloth. Um, <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, the picnic one. That's a bold look if you're going to wear it. I mean, it, but again, that's a staggered thing because that might've gone great with the picnic AM nineties that came out for waste management. Yes. And then last one, our guy, Blake sledge, giving everybody a heads up, Blake not sledge. a fan, Blake sledge. Uh, not a fan of the UV pants, short material fades super fast. Um, I see new five pockets when I was at the PGA store, the, their new five pockets. And I don't know if it's like a repel material. I couldn't see on the tag much nicer quality than the other five pockets. My other five pockets, they tend to really wrinkle a lot. So I, would love on nike.com if you're going to name something the same thing that you've named it for the last two years like if it's just a five pocket can you at least call out with like close-up shots of like what you've changed like small little things um that's that's my ask and that's my thoughts so a lot of thoughts there so sorry gumby you're yeah i ahead. think also like the chino pant is 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 pretty nice um and there's different couple different colors overall i am upset that we can't that the morris code polo is not out yet like yes scotty wore that in the masters like not only that it's a tiger polo but scotty wore that winning in the masters on on sunday and it wasn't something you could buy like that should have been by scotty's winning look sunday after the masters straight up tiger polo too cool you know um, the fact that other stores are getting it, like I've seen, like, I don't think it, maybe it's golf poser, maybe it's someone else, but like other places have it and NDC just doesn't. And it's just, I don't, Ooh. I don't get that. You Isn't know, that wait a minute, weird. wait a minute Isn't though. That just weird guys. Like I, I don't get it either. I just don't, you would think they would be the first ones to have mm, it. two points on that. Throw the retailers a bone for once. Okay, Nike.com oh, gets everything. So let's throw the let's throw the retailers a bone. I think that Nike.com doesn't get everything. That's the problem. I, yeah. I I I agree that retailers should get something like all right. So I on the other side I collect Funko Pops, right? So on Funko's website, you can't get every single Funko Pop. You can only get if they have exclusives to the to the Funko Pop store. And then they have exclusives at, at Best Buy, or sorry, Best Buy is a terrible example. Uh, at Hot Topic, Walmart, uh, Target, like you know all that stuff. So I get having retailer exclusive ones, but those retailers then need to have them. Like if you're going to Golf Galaxy or a PGA Superstore, then they need to have them, and they need to be able to be purchasable online, so that people that don't have those stores near them and whatnot could do that what i see happen a lot especially because i'm also a jaguars fan so i can speak on this is that like it is 
they make all this stuff for all the teams. Like they don't just make a, a Kansas City Chiefs like three different polos and then they only make one Jaguars Chiefs of course like polo. They of course they make all three of the same styles for all the 32 teams. But what you can find on NDC versus what you can find in local markets or anything like that is completely different, which is just it's hard when you are a fan not in local markets to get stuff overall. Yeah. And now it's hard when you're a fan of golf and you can't get the polos that you see athletes wearing from the source. So, yes, I agree with you. Should go to retailers, should be retailer exclusive, but those should be colorways. Those shouldn't be actual polos. Yeah, you're, okay. you're a thousand percent, thousand percent that you're correct on that. And I agree with you that, you know, I haven't bought a polo yet because I'm waiting on Morse code. Morse code, I think, is the gem of the line. Yeah. I can't fault them for not like predicting it, but like, how could you not? Like, TW 25th anniversary, you guys had a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't get like why they didn't prioritize. I think Golf Poser gets it earlier. Plus, they also get some kind of exclusive stuff. Like, we had camo shorts a couple of years ago. They got camo pants because they're in Europe. So, I think that's yeah. why Golf Poser, like, they still they have a quarter zip right now that I'm itching to see on Nike.com right now. And I don't know if it's ever going to see. Our stateside, I I don't yeah. know. So that that is a little that's, frustrating. Maybe because Europeans take a chance. I don't know. That's also the hard part is, um, Europe versus states. What we get, what they don't. Like I remember the, I think they were the two seventy, um, like weatherproof ones or whatever that went, like they got, the Europe got those. And then we got ZITs. And I was like, if I don't want a ZIT, I want the 270. And it just like doesn't have it's just one or the other. It's not both. It's not available on both. And and I get that again, but still I, I just you see other people having it and you're just like, like, why? Why can't we? And and for me, I think the Morris Code polo is is again like the polo that I want the most because it's going to be like stretchy enough um the perforated doesn't have enough like stretch in it doesn't have like enough spandex in it to like stretch for me um because i remember they did perforated with like a camo or digital camo for tiger's blade ones a couple years ago and i remember trying to stretch it out and putting my fist right through it like i just put a fucking hole right through the shirt because i was trying to stretch it well that's how this current blade is the current blade camo looks awesome but there's no give to it right there's nothing so and then they right now they have like the flower one on there so it's the flower pattern still like dotted dot printed like relief um yeah it's i feel like we just want you know, with us being who we are and the love for Nike, I feel like we just want to see everything come out on time and we want to be part of all that. And we want to have that when we see it on TV, when we see Tiger wearing it, we just, we want that. Yeah. You no, know, it's, it's tough. So to want them to ditch the Nike pole. <laughs> I feel like they push that sometimes too much. Well, and there's some cool, there's been some cool designs the last few years in on that Nike polo that I'm like, give me a polyester spandex one that'll stretch and breathe. And yeah, that's- I, I can dig. And we, and we know, you know, the original designer of the, of the Nike polo um, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, Origin Ooh. golf. Oh, really? 
he was the one that worked on the on the Nike the this rendition of the Nike Polo before he left uh, Nike. Um, and so I love that it's a classic styling. I love the little details of the little orange on the collar, like the little tag. And we might start making head, head covers. You never know, guys. And so we'll see Mama what happens. Henry. Mama Henry uh, head covers. Mama Henry. And uh, we're going to try it with with in a little bit after like a couple renditions with this, this Nike polo with the Tiger version. Um, but like Mullen and not liking the the barbecue like pattern of it i don't care give it to me in a small for half price or whatever i'll make a head cover out of that and that would be actually pretty sick you know i really mean? wish i really so, wish i knew about these olins and about mama Marie because yeah. remember the green the green tiger frank the tiger that's what i'm having made into was, a head cover that was all over the outlets like that I one know. was crazy that one was all over the outlets i'm still shocked that nobody really wanted to I didn't see any other color. Has extras out there? Just send them our way. We'll make them into a head cover for you. Because I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take mine and make it into a head cover. I think it's gonna be sick. So, uh, repurposing is cool, but like you shouldn't have to repurpose a hundred dollar polo either. You know, which is, which is tough. But yeah, I mean, seventy five. I should say for the Nike polo. Um, yeah, some of this stuff is out there. It's nice. I mean, we're seeing like you know. Yeah, we don't have to get in. We don't have to get into it our favorites or anything like that. Cause we haven't seen every, well, we've, well, that's we've the hard part too. Is it's just like, we, they we have the world hasn't really seen all the colors, you know, of all the different styles of each of the lines. And it's just, it's tough to make a call right now, but I just, it, it's nice to see. It's like, it's coming around. It's, it's, it's coming there. It's coming in, you know, it is. I mean, there's a couple of things like Tony wore the, you know, the dry fit vapor striped polo, but he wore in like blue this weekend. And it's like, it's just like a little bit of a subtle, like it looks like one from two years ago, kind of that like um, interesting, like sort of kind of houndstooth pattern, but this, it looks like that from afar, but when you look at it, it's kind of more of like <laughs> a diagonal version of, of last year's. Yeah. Um, yeah like sort of striped one going like half the stripe for the shirt yeah yeah so so i think that one's kind of cool and i like how it's got like a little bit of a longer back to it um instead of you know which is just nice like tucking it in and 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 everything so yeah i don't know i just just don't think we've seen anything obviously we've seen it because we've seen um catalogs and stuff but yeah also Tuesdays and Wednesdays seem to be the new drop day for for NDC. I don't know. ADG came out on a Tuesday. I think ADG new colorway with the white and the the. What you talked about? Clear bottom came you, out. You talked the... about it in the episode, and then it drops the next day. So oh, so manifest some other colorways for me right yeah, now. Yeah, let's go. Day. Name a couple other colors that are going to come out. You know, in a day. Or two. I also thought that was going to be more gray, and now the blue the french blue looks more gray than that one looks that one looks like the white and the red looks super clear white um but it's still got like the the clear bottom which we just don't the icy bottom which we just don't like you know is it time to rank him we need to rank this one (laughs) what do you guys think i i still think my rankings would stay the same i think it would just go 
I think black would still be my third and, and French blue is still my first one. So um, yeah. especially seeing it in person now that I have it, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I put that on, I, the, I put that on the foot and I was like, how wow. nice, how like, nice I, I, I tried them on right away too. And I'm like, wow. It instantly classes me up. Like <laughs> one of those things where like, okay, when I go play a fancy course, these are what I'm wearing. No matter what, the, when I go, like, it's just, yeah. I'll both, give them both pairs. I can't wear right now. Cause it's still too wet here. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give them like a 4.2. I'll give them a, a 4.2 here. I, I think the black and red might be better than this one. than the, the white red, I think this might be my least favorite of the three. I think I'm with you guys, the white blue Keith, you're kind of agreeing. I'm going with you, Matt, too. Yeah, I think this is my number three, the new white ones, that the all-white ones that just came out. With the icy bottoms, too. Our, after our last podcast, I've started looking at my icy bottom ones that I have. I'm like, ew, a little bit. I'm like, you're right. They don't last. I, I, I hate that I brought that up to you guys, but it, it just changes your perception of it, especially since we're the type of people, like, we rock it, but we'll store it and then wear it again at another point. A funny story. I wore my two seventies just to grill today because I've been wearing the victory tour twos, but I got these, I got these two seventies. I can't wait, but it's also been like way too muddy. So that's the other thing. Um, Another story. uh, My favorite from the safari pack, remember Beth page black, my favorite shoe from the safari pack I got from Canada. I had a guy, guy in Canada got me the react vapors because they didn't release here in the States. So another example of other countries getting a little more than we do which is wild to me because i would think that we're probably the most golf but the biggest golf crazy country in terms of size yeah. i know i know obviously like japan would rival us like in terms of passion but like just sheer size and number of people in courses no, and number of courses too right like there's a lot more courses here oh that's kind of funny too because like <clears throat> we're not a rival podcast and or anything like that to anybody but um rick shields is a big golf influencer in the in the i would say podcast youtube world and he was a big nike guy for a long time um and he today or yesterday or whenever announced his new like partnership and and uh because he didn't want to be with nike because nike was asking him to like you know sell the stuff and all that stuff which i think we said that we would we would do in a heartbeat um he just wanted to provide it but now he has a sponsor and it's and I laughed at it because I was like, you went from Nike to this. And he's, he's now sponsored by Echo Golf. And I was like, yeah, I'm not watching your videos anymore, dude. <laughs> like, I just, no offense, Rick. And I don't think he'll ever listen to this podcast. So, and if he does, I apologize in advance. But I just don't think you can go from wearing a Jordan Jumpman logo on your head. Um, and all, like, he bought the, the Fist Pump Tiger logo hat and, just always worn Nike and he's just going to go to Echo Golf with and Jay Lindbergh because I think that's it. It's like, it just doesn't fit. You're just, that's, that's just old man golf to me. I don't know. Flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's strange. That's, that's odd. I, I like the partnership with him and Nike. And I know like we've given Nike some grief, but I, I've been thinking about this too because gave him some grief the last few episodes, but I really want to give them some credit because, and Rick was one of the guys I was thinking of. They've done a good job with influencers like oh yeah, Rory Blackroy, our guy. They've got Roger Steele, obviously, who's probably like the, like the best influencer in golf right now. So, you know, they snatched Roger back. It was I think they've done a really good job. And 
Wow, Rick Shields, that's kind of an interesting one because I don't know, I don't know if the club review game is as hot as it used to be, but still it's really interesting that he would frame it that way. Right? Anytime you change partnerships, you're going to frame it a certain way. Like Nike yeah. wanted me to hard sell stuff. Like Well, I, he, he I don't said see... this he said this a couple months ago that like they were that that's like the way that they were going and I was like, but I think that's the way that anyone's going when you're wearing their stuff, right? Like if you are getting something from them like they would want something in return and i don't ever think that views is enough of a return right like if if um whoever was listening to this from nike and said hey we need to sponsor these three boys because they talk about us pump us up like they would never just send us free stuff and then we just like would continue the podcast there would be access codes or this or whatever and i'm fine with that like i don't i think that's kind of part of the deal about being an influencer you know what i mean and and all that stuff in a sense right like there's levels to partnership i guess that's the other thing there's levels to it so um but when you become that big over a million subscribers on youtube like then obviously they would want to try and capitalize on that by either like giving you more or anything like that i I don't know i i mean um so i write reviews for another industry right like for those of you that don't know uh if you follow me on my page i also write whiskey reviews and i've had look when somebody sends me a free sample i disclose it that's one form of partnership i've had glass companies that want to send me stuff use a code access code it depends right like I'm not big enough probably where they want to give me like a residual off of the code because like that's one way that they do it, but they do want to send me some free stuff so that it's in my videos, my, my review videos and stuff that I do like that. Right. And then you get to a certain point and that industry is a little bit different because it is an adult beverage, please consume responsibly, all that good stuff. Um, So yeah, it's once you get to the, but once you get to the million views, like those, I think that's such a high level, like you're paying such an exorbitant amount I don't, I don't know how much like Kim Kardashian probably dictates more to the brand than the brand dictates to her at a certain level. Yeah. I don't, I just don't, I, I like Paige, the original right? point is that I just don't know how you <laughs> go from something as sporty and fresh as Nike to echo. That's all. But that could what also be a UK thing. Maybe it's huge in, in UK. I don't know. I know Jay Lindbergh might be like Hovland's wearing it. He's sort of a UK guy. I don't know, but oh, uh, here's a conspiracy theory. What if what if Rick formed his partnership more when Nike Golf had its own thing going, and now this is more of no. I truly, company. I I also believe that was part of it. Is when Nike Golf was peaking is when he started with them, and I know he did some demo days with the vapor stuff over there and, and, and whatnot. And then he just continued wearing it after they were out of hard goods. So, um, yeah, so was, I get it on like both fronts. Oh, I just, I just saw it and I kind of giggled cause it's just, all right. I, I, I don't gotta, think, I don't think either of us would, any of us would leave or stop wearing Nike. If another brand came at us, even then, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's the that's the thing that I always struggle with is when you're a fan of something you're a fan of it and I and that's I guess where maybe I'm not the best businessman in a sense of like 
Yeah, we have a we have a Nike based podcast, so we're pretty niche. Yeah, we really pigeonholed ourselves on this. No, like Echo is not going to come to us to like wear our stuff and talk about it. You know what I mean? We just don't. That's not the thing. But that's why it's a fan based podcast and not like a golf based podcast in a sense or or business podcast. I just yeah. It's probably why we don't have anyone other than uh, Anchor as a as our sponsor, you know, because <laughs> I, I have fresh off the press. I have the real reason why Rick Shields isn't with Nike. I've got it right here. It's because they keep insisting on pronouncing it Noiks over there. <laughs> <laughs> you got me all excited. You raised you like raised your phone like there was actually like a notification on it. And I was like, oh, shit. oh, yeah. Socks one by the way. happening. What's happening? And then that was it. So, um, NHL stuff now. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Keith, Wells Fargo week. Let's get into Keith's pick as we wrap this episode up. Tell us about the Wells Fargo championship coming up this week down in Quail Hollow. I think it's still in Quail Hollow. They've been kind of built NHL playoffs and shinedown concerts. We have to jump right to Keith's pick. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can talk about NHL playoffs if you want. I do want to say one thing. Um, Remember I made those shoes for the guy in Shinedown? He wore them the very next show in Portland, Maine, which was pretty freaking cool. So That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like you didn't give yourself enough credit. You called yourself a groupie or a standout. I don't remember what derogatory oh, term you used. I was definitely calling myself a groupie. Yeah, but he, I mean, he wore the gift. Like, if he was totally creeped out by you, he wouldn't have worn the shoes. Yeah. Oh, I know. But it was awesome to see. I have a couple cool pictures. Nothing, like, really good, but he wore them, which was awesome. But. By the well, way, TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm. No that is where Wells Fargo is this year? That, that's what it's saying. I cl- just clicked the link that you guys right. sent me in the yep. pre-show fist fight, and it was the TPC Potomac. It's funny because Wells Fargo, or sorry, yeah, Wells Fargo um, bounces around a good amount. You I mean, like, Quail Hollow, right? it was at Quail Hollow yeah. for a long time, but when Quail Hollow hosts uh, mm-hmm. PGA, then yeah. they bounce it so i thought it would they be have the back they have the, they have the president's cup this year i think that's, uh, that's why, why. That uh, is why. Right. Yes. yes you are correct so um i'll go with the pick all right so not at quills hollow though so that changes that might change my pick a bit yeah oh um, you're going rory huh back to back i wasn't yeah oh gummy probably maybe we know who you're going with matt i think but uh i'm gonna go with the hot hand from last week coming in in T2. Uh, I'm sticking with Tony Phenom because he's definitely playing well right now. And if he plays well again, again this week, it's going to keep, and he's going to have an, one week off and then he's up for the PGA championship. I think he's going to have some back to back weeks coming up that are going to be very good for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, same here. I want to see. Terminator Rory. Like, I want him to bottle what happened on Sunday in the Masters and go after it. And especially go after it round one. If he does that, I think he wins. If he doesn't, it's probably backdoor Rory, like, no, like, like always. Um, has he played? He has not played since, right? Since the Masters. So he returns. So I don't know if there'll be a little bit of. Bit of rust, or 
if he's been kind of oh, there's another person in the field that I've liked liked a couple times this year. I know what you're thinking, J Day. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. Don't say Paul Casey. No, I'm going with Jason Day. I'm not doing Paul Casey. Paul, you hurt me too many times. I'm going with Jason. I think he's maybe like a month removed from his mother passing now. I think he's kind of better in a better headspace. I think his game's getting back there. I, I know he, he finished strong in a tournament recently. So um, go Jason. And, and, and TBC Potomac, I think, is, is – um, D.C. area maybe or something like that, or Virginia, I think. Housewives of Potomac, yeah. So, I mean, I should do more of my, like, research. On Matt, is that your favorite show right now? <laughs> what was that? Was that your favorite show right now? Uh, I'm a Housewives of Atlanta fan, if I'm going to watch. Uh, Atlanta first, Salt Lake City second. They, I'm telling you, I don't know. But, yeah, Candy and, well, anyways, that whole crew. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic entertainment uh if you have to watch something which all the way by the way for those of you who have kids on the way you've got significant others maybe you're engaged maybe you're just moving in with another human i cannot recommend two tvs in the same room enough so it's i get to watch my golf housewives reruns on the second tv and then sometimes baby shark uh and paw patrol but either way i'm so here's what i'm torn with i'm torn between three guys right because there's like the guy i want to win the guy I think will win and the guy I know will win, like statistically thinking and all that stuff. So I really think, you know, Finau's coming off a rip roaring week and he had a good run last year where I think he finished three seconds in a row, yeah. something like that. And it happened right around this time as well. So maybe Tony's peaking, maybe Rory found something on that last round at the masters. Can he carry it over? It has been two weeks, you know, and it isn't quail hollow where he's returning. And then there's a guy that I really want to win and a guy that Keith is not a fan of, but I am a fan of Matt Wolf. I like the guy. I like that he has a unique swing. I like that he's been opening up front that like, you know, his, his mental state kind of affects him at times and he is lost. And when you have the interesting thing is when you have a funky swing and you're lost and you've got all this stuff going on and you have one on tour, by the way, right. He won the three M and that was, that was an awesome because that was, I think it was him and Morikawa down at the end. Like they just hit some awesome shots at the end. Yeah. Like those were, that was shot making. Right. So you got to believe in yourself at some point, but then you start to doubt yourself. You're like, okay, maybe, maybe this crazy swing that got me this far. Isn't the right answer. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't anyways. So with that, I still don't think I can go with a Matt Wolf. So watch him, watch him have a great day. It's a coin toss between Rory and Finau for me. So you didn't go with Rory. I need to gain ground on Keith. So I'm going to go with Rory, even though I wouldn't be shocked if Finau takes this thing. All right. So three different picks. So we got Tony for Keith, um, Jason Day from myself, and then Rory from Matt for Keith's picks this week at TBC, TBC Potomac at L Farms in Maryland. Uh, that is where it is. So in the Potomac, Maryland, hopefully they have some decent weather. It's supposed to warm up here. It's supposed to be in the 80s next week here, boys, for me, when I start picking up Golf League. Um, like I said, Golf League returns tomorrow. Hopefully the rain holds off. The last dance um, in this league to try and go win that championship. So we'll keep you updated throughout the year. And 
Any um any final words as we wrap up episode 29? 29? Uh episode 14 of season two. Keith, uh you're off you're off to somewhere warm tomorrow, hey? I am off to Tampa and the clubs are coming with me. Me and the wife are going away for a week, which is nice. Uh no kid, which is even better. You know, I'm not gonna say even better, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare treat. Yes. Let's say it, let's put it that way. Um, bringing the clubs. Um, gonna try to play a couple times, try to hit a top golf one night. Uh, and gonna try to catch my first ever NHL playoff game because Tampa's gonna be home Friday and Sunday wow. night. So keeping my fingers crossed for that. And uh, I can't wait. Great. And awesome. that, how, how's your weekend shaping up? Well, it's either going to be Doctor Strange or a round of golf. So we'll <laughs> see how that turns out for me. I get then, both, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm really happy for you. I will be spending Mother's Day traveling to Orlando. I'll be down in Florida, but it's a, a work function. So no golf for me. I'll be back on Tuesday. And then hopefully we supposedly spring will show up here eventually someday. We just Barstool Chicago posted a stat that we had one day of sunshine in the past 43 so we've got some, we're putting up some Alaska numbers up here, guys. When I say that we've had some horrible, yes. horrible weather, please believe me. But either way, uh, the weather's going to warm up. My game's going to warm up and heat up. And then everybody's going to be in trouble because you just got to have positive mindset. I had a guy join me and my brother. And I want to tell you guys about the story of Eugene. Eugene, I had the walker out there. We were all walking. He had a walker. And turns out Eugene lives like five minutes away from me, even though the golf course was 20 minutes away from me. And we just started talking about like fighting and, you know, he's like a boxing fan and all this stuff. And he was talking about Rom. He like, his only thing that he really watches is golf. And he goes, John Rom, mind like tiger. And he goes, the mind is where it's all at. So we got to stay positive boys. Everything's going to be all right. Thanks for having me again. I do not think that Rom and Tiger have the same mind, but we can get into that a little bit just later. Letting, I'm just letting you know what Eugene said. You get into that Eugene, I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, I, it's uh, I agree. We're gonna warm up. I think I found something in putting two two times in a in a row that my putting has felt much better. So that is super promising heading into the meat of the year and just getting ready. It's also nice when you have a, a wife that has to work occasionally on the weekends. So that just frees me up to do whatever I want. So uh, like I said, golfing on, on Saturday morning, early 7.08 tea time, already booked and uh, ready to go. Guys, again, thank you for all your support of the podcast. It's been an awesome. We are going to start posting a little bit more on Instagram. We've kind of been a little bit lackadaisical other than on Wednesdays when the episode drops. To try and remind you of some stuff. Um, we do, we were supposed to have 847 customs on this week. And so we know if you were listening, expecting that <clears throat> you've gotten to the end of the episode and now you're going, where the heck was that? That will be coming next week. Uh, he had a, a function that he was attending tonight when we were recording. So um, 847s will come next week, uh, possibly without Keith because he will be on vacation. Um, but Matt and I can maybe handle the episode and, and, and uh, get it done while we interview 847. He's making our ball markers. And then we've got some other ball markers and stuff in the works and he was also you know a long drive guy and and nike sponsored athlete for a while so that would be a really our, fun interview and to our supporters please check your dms because we will be giving you a first look at those ball markers yes and if you haven't become a supporter you can go become a supporter at anchor.fm slash swoosh life podcast slash support any donations help um monthly 
yearly, whatever you'd like to do, one, five, ten, give us a hundred dollars. Who cares? Who knows? You know, we just need a sugar daddy or mama or whatever it's called. That, that's that was weird, but uh, it's late and I've got to go edit this. So uh, until next time, this has been the Switch Life Podcast. I'm gonna be that's Keith and Matt, and we'll see you the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the Swoosh Life Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the Swoosh Life backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah, that's what I like, yeah. that's what we like, yeah.